Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Uber, running late to meet a friend? Blame one of our drivers. Literally no one will ever question you. (laughs) DraftKings, we're why your husband won't let you see your family's bank statement. Chef Boyardee, did you know this guy was a real Italian chef? Man, he cannot be happy with where we took this thing. <laughs> TGI Fridays, because every day is Friday when you're unemployed at a strip mall at 3 p.m. <laughs> Spirit Halloween, because there's a costume party in half an hour and you're 37 years old. And finally... Nike, listen, if you didn't do it by now, you're never going to. That's all for tonight's show sponsors. So, speaking of Uber there, I had, weekend before last, three Uber rides cancel on me in a three-day period. Wow. And I wondered, what's, uh, what, what goes on with that? Do they, do they just get a better call, like a more, bigger opportunity to make money? Must be. And then, so then I brought that up to a couple of different people, babysitter, so she's kind of young, you know, and more plugged into that world than I am, and then somebody else who also is, and they said, no, no, you got to use Lyft. Lyft, not Uber now. Every And and, and the, the, all the younger people were like, oh, yeah, Lyft. Uh, Uber's Walmart, Lyft is Target, they said is a way mm-hmm. to look at it. And I didn't know that. So I might yeah, be a Lyft I've, person from here on out. I've kind of picked up on that from a couple of oh, conversations really? I've had, too. I can't attest to it with any authority, but yeah, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Well, things change. You know, businesses change. 
for all kinds of different reasons. But like, I never, I was perfectly happy with Uber, but I did have three cancel, and like, it was very disrupting to my day. Yeah, uh, yeah. When Jack, when Judy and I, Jack, good lord, my wife is Judy, my partner is Jack, the wife is Judy, partner is Jack. Why that could go uh, so wrong. Oh, in so many ways, good Lord. Um, but when we took our little weekender to the coast a couple of weeks ago, we got a driver through Uber, and he, he said essentially, yeah, I I uh, got the call through Uber, but I'm mostly entirely Lyft these days. So he prefers that, too. If you know, if you're, an Uber, terrific. Driver, if you're an Uber driver, when, when, when you cancel, what is going on there? You just got, like, you know, a ride to the airport showed up as an opportunity, and that's going to be much more money, so you think? I don't know. It's very annoying, though. And, like, there's no penalty, is there, that I can tell from me, the the, the writer? Uh, so I've been waiting for 10 I'm minutes for a car to any. show up, and then you cancel when you get close, and i got to start over. <sighs> well, right. you flush the app. So New York Times told their employees they got to come back to work, and the employees said, we ain't. The New York Times expects employees to start returning to the office three days a week starting this week, and they're only asking them to show up three days a week. But more Why? than more than 1,300 journalists at the New York Times are saying, hell no, they won't go. Uh, says the New York Post, it's just the latest blow in the increasingly bitter contract dispute between the journalists and uh, the newspaper. But this is happening in workplaces around the country in a bunch of different industries, you know. Elon's way of handling it on Tesla was, okay, well, if you don't come back, you're fired. And uh, I don't know if the New York Times will go with that or not. As of Monday, 1,316 Times workers had signed a pledge not to return to the office. That includes 879 members of the New York the News Guild. Uh, and you don't need to get into the union part of that. People are livid, someone told The Post. A 25-year-old veteran editor at New York Times. He works at the news desk and serves on the uh, one of the committees. He had that being forced to return to the office during a period of high inflation means workers will have to spend more money on gas, mass transit, clothing, and lunches, despite the lack of salary increases. Yeah, we all feel that way. Yeah, see, I've been coming to work every day, and uh, I've noticed it's more expensive also. Yeah, this is such an interesting study of a labor market. And nobody knows where it's going to end up, but the pushing and pulling is, well, you've explained it to us. And and where it goes, nobody knows. And it's going to vary company by company, industry by industry. The New York Times, trying to appease the workers, gave them all branded lunch boxes as a <laughs> return to office perk. Listen, I know you don't want to drive back. You don't want to commute into Manhattan. I understand that. You've gotten used to it. Maybe even more productive at home, but... Here's a lunchbox. Which is, hey, everyone, nobody needs another tote bag (laughs) or lunchbox or any of those things, regardless of what brand you put on it. Nobody needs one. Nobody is actually happy to be handed that. The first thought everyone has is, "I, I guess I'll leave it on the curb by my car or I mean, you're wondering how to get rid of it. Is the first thing anybody's thinking. Or a second or third tier, like, reusable water bottle. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've got, like, a really good Aladdin one. Those are those are nice. But, no, you hand me some sort of, it costs you a dollar to put your logo on it. No, that's going in the garbage. One source said that the New York Times branded lunch boxes that they gave to him upon return to work did not have sandwiches or other food inside. They were empty. <laughs> and the lunch box had no handles was one of the complaints. 
Not really? You're supposed to hold it under your arm? How are you supposed to tote that wow. thing around? So that's kind of insulting. And wait a minute, where's the handle on this? <laughs> well, it's much cheaper to get it made without handles. That's probably the answer. Anyway, so this is a problem workplaces are having, and either you've got the heft to force them to come back to work, or they've got the heft to go somewhere else, and the the free market will figure that out. Yeah, or you'll meet somewhere in the middle, most likely. But, you know, it's ironic that uh, the New York Times is struggling in that way. I came across an article that I thought was pretty entertaining and interesting uh, entitled, So You Want to Get Work Done at the Office, Huh? And they're talking about people coming back to the office, and they start with this one gal who had things to accomplish um, that were all simple enough. She did them routinely from her home office. But in the office, a hoarder's paradise, as she calls it, her time isn't always her own. Clients and colleagues pass through the day, uh, pass through all day with requests. I'm the IT person. When the printer's jammed, I'm trying to figure it out, Googling how to fix it or calling my husband and children. What do I do? Uh, by the end of the workday, she, like so many, leaves the office with a to-do list no shorter than when she arrived. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, more than 50 million people started working from home in March of 2020. And 50 some of them, million? Yeah, I know. In the U.S., obviously, alone. Uh, some of them discovered a luxury their companies couldn't offer, peace and quiet. And brawlessness. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm letting them fly. Oh, let's see. Uh, I have my larger to-dos, but I just have to address things as they come up, says a gal who manages finances and operations at a nonprofit. Uh, And then then they get into, of course, uh, it's a woman-man thing. But this rings true. Office interruptions aren't distributed evenly, according to pre-pandemic research. Women are more likely than men to be asked to do tasks that do not lead to promotions. And that everyone prefers be completed by someone else, like coordinating holiday parties. <laughs> well, good luck getting any guy to do that well, if he'd do it at all. Women were 48% more likely to volunteer for this type of work. And when asked to complete it, women agreed 76% of the time compared to men at 50% of the time. <laughs> Listen. John, somebody's got to organize the once a month, the February birthdays get together for cupcakes. Will you do it? No. No, I will not. (laughs) (laughs) All this means that getting back to the office comes with more trade-offs for certain workers. Someone has to reset the router. Someone ends up ordering the birthday cupcakes. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I remember when our old producer, Sean, came back one time for the, uh, it was his month and uh oh his birthday month yeah and he realized oh, i'm near the radio station i guess i go by for the little celebration <laughs> there was like nobody there just a couple of cupcakes on a table in the lunchroom <laughs> very festive <laughs> wow <laughs> uh let's see study from stanford of a 16,000 person travel agency found that call center employees working remotely were 13 percent more productive than their in-person colleagues Another study of 1,600 professionals found that they wrote 8% more code working a hybrid schedule compared with fully in the office. But, of course, as we've discussed, there are losses to team building and onboarding new people and getting them, uh, you know, uh, steeped in the culture and all sorts of stuff. Well, it's going to take a while to work out, no doubt. Do most people claim they're more productive at home? Or I know I it varies. I wouldn't. I would never be. I would never be more productive at home, even even if I didn't have kids. And certainly with kids, I'm not. But uh, I just I would rather be in the official workplace. It's just a different mindset for me. But uh, 
I know it's not that way for everyone, but I've known right. I've known people that uh, that can work from home great, and people that can't. So, wow! Here's this uh, company that makes privacy booths for the office. Um, their sales have jumped. Uh, gosh, they're uh, jumped from eighty three million in sales to one hundred and fifty million this year. What's a privacy booth? I don't, I don't even know. They don't have a picture or anything. It's a little office, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. It's like a little pod. It's like uh, sometimes you see them at airports. Who invented the cubicle, and have they been uh, tortured yet? <laughs> but if, if if everybody decides that, hey, these privacy booths really help productivity, yeah, they're called offices. Everybody used to have them before they moved everybody into a giant room where you're right next to everyone else and everybody hates it. More team spirit that way. The the giant open group area. I remember when a certain company we're more than familiar with decided that was the new model, and everybody hated it. Everybody. Well, that would have seemed crazy, like back in the eighties when I first came into the workplace. A big open area, everybody's in, and no, no place I ever worked that way. Everybody had their own office, and it mm-hmm. was awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was just assumed you had to have an office to get any work done. Yeah, human beings, including organizations of human beings, are more than capable of doing really, really dumb stuff that they should have known was dumb. Everybody told them it was dumb, but they did it anyway. Yeah, I think it started with the schools, because I went to a school. It was oh, a, yeah. It was a newer yeah. school, and they had eliminated all the walls, so all the classes were just like, there was like a partition between the classes, so you could hear the other class. How was that supposed to benefit anybody? Uh, that was my high school, and it was terrible. There was zero benefit. Oh, it's more flexible spaces, blah, blah, blah. Plus, I feel a good community, blah, blah. It's terrible. There was nothing to recommend it. Nothing. Right. And it went away for the most part, didn't it? I don't think oh, they, yeah. They but it was the hottest trend in the world there in, in school building for a while. Uh, as I pointed out many times, there is no realm of human behavior outside of maybe 13 year old girls that is more ready to embrace an idiotic trend than education. It's amazing. King Charles III has a. Approval rating problem in the United States, among other very important issues we should talk about. Uh, Keeping an eye on the stock market with these inflation numbers out and a bunch of other things. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. believe those numbers if you haven't seen the inflation numbers for food food is leading the charge on what's expensive like 16 and a half percent or something like that just crazy going back to the 70s we've never seen anything like that with food so woo! look 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 for that in the grocery store near well you already know this uh sandra hayes uh, who uh, is hip to this sort of thing says the egg prices are skyrocketing because feed for chickens is skyrocketing plus other supplies needed to raise chickens okay all their costs, in other words. Yeah. I'm just going to go through a bunch of things here real quick. Um, is AOC right that too many Americans hate women for a female presidency? She actually said that the other day. Too many Americans hate women. That's why we haven't had a female president. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. I doubt that. Staying on politics briefly, here's a fact check from uh, one of your publications that I don't know, but they got half a million followers. Locked in a tight race with Representative Val Demings, Senator Marco Rubio trots out a transphobic transphobic attack on the CDC for using the term pregnant people. 
pregnant men, I can assure you that's never happened, said Marco Rubio, which is factually inaccurate, said this wow. fact check. Wow. Okay. Just well, flat or, or well it. warned us. Huh. Just flat out states it. Yes, men have become pregnant. All right. State the opposite of the truth and cow people into silence because they become confused. This is also politics, but not really politics. Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, I'm sorry. Dr. Jill Biden was on the Today Show today. And uh, when asked if uh, the president is running again, she said that we haven't discussed it. Byron New York of the Examiner saying, has the first lady really not talked to the president about running again? Seems hard to believe. Yeah, I'd say so. Well, I believe her. They haven't discussed it because it's such a ridiculous idea. Oh, right. Just like, you know, I wouldn't discuss with my wife, if I had one, uh, whether or not I was going to try out for the Cleveland Cavaliers. (laughs) We haven't discussed it. Hasn't come up. (laughs) (laughs) We mentioned this several times. It's just such good news. I like it. Ukraine has taken back 2,300 square miles in four days, which nobody expected. But there you go. There's that. The Justice Department has now issued 40 subpoenas in a week around the January 6th inquiry. Some people, including people who are favorable to Trump, think this is a little bit of a scary sign. Wow. What are they angling toward? I have, uh, I, I, I would assume, I don't know, I would assume they're going to try to prove some sort of election interference actually breaking a law thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know what, oh, I can't remember the specific charge, but yeah, it's that, that idea. But similar to where I've been on that since the beginning, tell me when you finally decide something. Um, when you finally decide, you know, you're going to charge him or whatever. Wake me when that happens. Um, this one, I just came across this headline. Jennifer Lawrence stunned on her first post-baby red carpet. There ain't a oh, woman in the, there ain't a woman in the world that wants to see some other woman who looks hot right after having a baby. Is there? No, unless it's another woman who's hot right after having a baby because of genetics and or a personal trainer. Right. Um, my favorite story around the whole Ukraine thing, as we've talked about for a couple of days, is how it d- does actually look like Putin's losing some support inside his own country. You're getting politicians and media people actually saying out loud that he should resign or that it's been a disaster or whatever, and that's... That's kind of unheard of, and if enough people do it, he can't push them all out of windows. No. At some point, you run out of windows or pushers. Uh, Right, and what's interesting is that uh, even like the Kremlin loyal media is starting to say, somebody's got to take the blame. It's the military brass or the mid-level commanders or Putin's assistants or something, but there's definitely the thirst for blood in the air. There in Moscow, and where uh, you know where they end up getting that blood will be really interesting to watch. If you're a fan of, I don't know, watching systems either fall apart or not fall apart, because it, it's probably not going to go that far, but it has the potential. Or to. a fan of Game of Thrones or Macbeth or anything that's similar. How about old man Shoigu? I mean, he's got to be a little peeved right now. He's embarrassed as heck. The head military guy. I liked President Zelensky saying yesterday. Do you think we're still scared? That's awesome. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Apple's newest iPhone operating system, iOS 16, was Woo! officially released to the public today. And one of the new features is the ability to unsend and edit text messages you've already sent. Yeah. This means no more iPhone typos. Yeah. This is a big ducking deal. <laughs> you have two minutes to delete your text which in turn means your recipient has two minutes to screen grab it and show everybody what you really think of Chris's new girlfriend. So that's interesting. Uh, when I heard about this technology, I thought, awesome. I was thinking more like you send a text at night and then change your mind overnight and you can suck it back in the morning, but you've only mm. got two minutes. Uh, I realized he was trying to make that ducking joke. But I don't think most people's concern about sending a text is they get there's a misspell in there or something like that. It's a, oh my god, that's my boss, or oh my god, that's my wife, or whatever. Isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, we, we all deal with bad autocorrects. See at the gold course, for instance, <laughs> um, and and misspells but, and whatever but if that all the went time. To your wife, when you had told her you have a work appointment, that's why you would want to suck it back. Right, exactly. And I got two minutes. Otherwise, she'll know I'm at the gold course. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I don't know. I don't remember. I've had a few of these. Have I ever had one where I knew I sent it to the wrong person before there was a response? 
I'm not sure I have. I think I've always found out that I sent it to the wrong person when I got a very hurt or angry or oh. confused in some cases response. Yes. The best ones were they're just confused. Oh, well, is this if for it's me? merely confused, please, yeah. please. You've dodged a bullet. Yeah, you sent if I send to um I don't know, my son's teacher, how many eggs do I need? And she knows it's just a you know. But we uh but I've had I've had others that were just I mean horrible like brief waves of terror like <laughs> I will never recover from this. Oh boy. Which uh which doesn't last very long and you realize okay you know I'm I'm, I'm overreacting but just like oh my god this is horrible. Um but I think I've always found out when I get the response from the wrong person. Hmm. And it's just yeah. god that's a bad feeling. Yeah, bad, the bad, more bad, absent-minded bad a person you are, the the more that's a real danger. So far, I've managed to dodge that. You haven't mostly. Had a, you haven't had a bad one. Not a bad one. No, I've had th- three bad ones. I think two really bad ones. One just slightly uncomfortable. But uh, two really bad ones. Two really I think, bad ones. I think at one point. Michael would probably remember this because you got a good memory. I think at one point I sent something with a pet name for my wife to a couple of 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 the folks we work with or or the group chat, but it was uh, not yeah, not bad. That. Well, that, yeah, yeah, that's just kind of embarrassing. That's yeah, not, yeah. You know, he's a freaking idiot. I can't believe he's the boss that you sent to the boss. <laughs> the boss, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, I had one sent to a guy who uh, we were kicking out of a particular organization we were involved in that included some criticisms of his abilities mm. and sent it to him. Mm. And he was, uh, you know, you know, you know what's interesting in both of the cases I've got, and I'm not going to talk about the other one, but uh, the both of the cases I've got, when I explained it to other people, they said, well, is there a lie in there or not? Or did you just say what is clearly true? And now they know what you think, which they probably knew already anyway. Hmm. And in both yeah. cases, it was that. That's some wise talk. And I don't have, like, affairs or do any of that sort of stuff where I have to worry about that. So that's that's the best. I had a thing yesterday where it was, um, uh, uh, I was, I was like, hiding something from my kid that was important. That it was worth hiding from. But it's just, I said to somebody, I said, I don't know how people have complicated lives where they're lying. I hate oh. even this. Even this, just like trying to keep the story straight. I find it annoying. I don't want like the big ones, but some people seem to thrive on that, I guess, or or it doesn't bother them. I just I have none of that. And it's just so relaxing to not have any of that. Yeah. Yep. Every time I'm tempted to abandon my principles, I remind myself I'm too dopey to pull it off. <laughs> now that other incident you don't want to talk about, I understand that, but I found myself wondering, Michael, what do you think? Should yeah, I, I think, talk about Yeah, just <laughs> Go ahead, Jack. Yeah. So what? If it makes you grin, nah. leave it in. Uh, well, exactly. as you can probably Im- imagine, if a marriage falls apart, there's opportunities for uh, uh, commentary that, uh, you know. For example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm sorry you asked, Michael. <sighs> I want you to have this so you can be somewhat prepared for some of your liberal friends who are really into climate change. Um, I am not a climate change denier. I am a denier, though, that we alone in the United States can do much about it if the rest of the world don't care. I am a denier about that. Well, and I'm a denier that we have the technology to replace fossil fuels at this point. 
And the Wall Street Journal lead editorial board opinion piece today is China's coal power boom. Beijing is building more coal-fired capacity than the rest of the world combined. U.S. climate lectures notwithstanding. I'll just read the first part and the last part. An unspoken truth of the climate change crusade is this. Anything the U.S. does to reduce emissions won't matter much to global temperatures. That's just a fact. U.S. cuts will be swamped by the increases in India, Africa, and especially China. Look no further than China's boom in new coal-fired electricity. They go, they go through the numbers. The cutbacks that we've made are dwarfed by the increases the rest of the world has made. Now, I suppose has made, but I suppose the argument would be, well, it would be even worse if we hadn't made these cutbacks. Okay, that's a, that's a legit point of view. But are we going to uh, have to turn off our, uh, our, our our electricity on really hot days or have incredibly expensive energy or all kinds of economic impacts or drive tiny little slow cars or do whatever to try to offset the rest of the world living their best life? That's a term that does therapists throw around a lot now are you living your best life i know i've started throwing it around myself china's living its best life and here we are we're going to be driving around in a 200 pound car to our dark uh, hot house so china can have as many coal plants as they want i'm sorry we just got this email dear jack did you say we're going to have power shutouts shutoffs and really expensive electricity at some point in the future signed every californian yeah um, and again, there's lots of numbers in here. I like this part, too. U.S. climate envoy John Kerry, remember, that's what he does now, spent much of 2021 trying to convince leaders in Beijing to reduce emissions. How'd that go? How did he sit there with his with a straight horse face and even try to make that argument or, or think he's doing any good or think that they're not, like, as soon as he walks out of the room saying, can you believe that guy? Wow. Or they just think, we have to see him because he's the president's climate envoy. But, God, what a waste of time that was. I'd like to saddle him up and ride him to victory in the naive derby. <laughs> wow. That was just not as good as the first one. Um, <laughs> those poor Chinese diplomats just did raring for a game of Chinese checkers or what have you and have to sit there listen to old horse grill uh so he spent much of a a full year last year trying to convince beijing to reduce emissions when they've already they're building plants they've got plans to build plants you really think they're going to say to our secretary of 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 whatever he is uh climate envoy they're gonna say you're right cancel the plans no i know we've got billions already invested john Kerry said we should so we're going to cancel our plans that's just well, hilarious. What they, what they say instead is, all right, we're going to cut the level of growth year by year until 2030 when we're going to start reducing it by uh, percentages uh, to be determined. And uh, by the way, this is non-binding. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Yeah, and oh, by the way, I'm lying while I say this. There's John Kerry leaving there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael, Beijing, enjoying yourself. Beijing won't even slow down their construction of new coal plants, let alone shut down some of the old ones. Chinese officials have also made it clear that any concessions on climate will require U.S. concessions on Chinese priorities, such as Taiwan, trade policy, and human rights. Ah, uh, those are completely unrelated, my commie friends. So you hear that? Uh, one-worlders. China not only doesn't care about climate change; they're 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 claiming uh, we'll cut back if you lay off Taiwan or stop giving us crap about having slaves or give us better trade deals, which is wow. just amazing. 
Well, meanwhile, the talk at the U.N. is about climate reparations, and that story is just that the third world countries, the up-and-coming uh, developing economies, are saying, hey, we're not going to cut fossil fuels. We're just, we're just getting started over here unless y'all pay us. Uh, well, you finance all of the green energy projects that are going to get our economy to keep growing and pay us back for polluting the world. Because now we got, uh, I don't know, rising water levels or tsunamis or whatever, giant floods in Pakistan. We need the developed world to pay for your sins of the past and pay for our new technologies. Otherwise, we're going to belch filth into the air, uh, uh, you know, to our own delight because we got to defeat our people. So... You know, if it were possible for humankind to come together on a universal problem and do something about it, that's what it would probably look like. But then you add in the factor of China and India belching filth into the air as fast as they can because they want to develop their economies. It just anything we in the United States do sure feels purely symbolic to me. Right. And why would you? Well, I'll read this last paragraph in the Wall Street Journal thing. While the Biden administration does all it can to restrict U.S. fossil fuels, no matter the economic harm, Beijing is charging ahead with coal imports, coal mining and coal power to become the world's leading economy. They must marvel at their good fortune in having rivals who are so self-destructive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they wonder. Can you believe that the most powerful country on Earth who can do whatever it wants because nobody can tell it what to do? They're willing to shoot themselves in the foot for very little gain to try to convince us to go do that. Well, all right, whatever. Go, good luck with that. Well, and one more layer of slapping your forehead and walking away not knowing what to do. Uh, there's a piece in the Washington Times about uh, how uh, various you know green energy laws, including the so-called deficit, re- oh, I'm sorry, the inflation reduction bill, which will increase inflation, uh, it, it, it has mandates for various solar projects, including a gigantic one in the Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands. And a number of lawmakers have pointed out, um, we're going to be buying solar panels made of stuff directly from the forbidden Xinjiang region where they got slaves, including some metals and materials that we know specifically are produced by Chinese slaves. So we're going to simultaneously enrich China and keep the slaves on the plantations in the name of green energy. Come on. Yeah. The uh, the only way I think the world gets out of this predicament, if it is a predicament, um, is the technology gets there to where the best, cheapest option is the green stuff. The reason the reason they're using coal is that's the best, cheapest option. If solar or wind or whatever it's going to be, nuclear becomes the best, cheapest option and the world switches to that, I think that's the only way out of this. Or we shoot those uh, particles up in the air to reflect the sunlight back into space. Space can have the sunlight. Or we It'll be nice and cool and shady here. Colonize Uranus or whatever we're going to do. <laughs> wow, I'm not sure what you're going to get out of that. Uh, of course, I don't know that much about astrophysics. Back to you. We'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Geofence warrants. Become a, become aware of that term. Might be hearing Geofence it warrants? Geofence warrants. Okay. It's a front page story in the USA Today today. Private data or police evidence how Google warrants are solving crimes. And here's the example they give. A uh, woman's riding her bike down the street. Uh, truck hits her from behind, kills her, drives off. Good. And they went, months went by. Uh, they had nothing. They had a, a video of the truck from a distance, no license plate, so it looked like it was going to go unsolved. They got a geofence warrant in which they were able to go to the technology of what phones were in the area at that time, contact all those people, and it was quite a few people that were at that intersection at that time because they could figure it out from data and then questioned them and then uh, found enough people. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Saw that truck. I saw that truck. Yeah, I saw that truck. Oh, I know that guy. Anyway, they found they fit. They figured it out. Wow. And caught the guy. But Justice. They, but they got the um, uh, forget how many different people they were able to uh, to uh, get their information and then contact them. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, obviously, I don't want somebody to get away with running over a woman on a bicycle, but um, when they start getting into your location data and whatever else in your phone and start ooching around, I don't, I don't know. Is it like when they, you know, like the Trump thing? You, you got the warrant to go into Mar-a-Lago looking for this, but hey, look at that. They got something else here, too. 
Sure, in the name of, uh, I don't know, Homeland Security or what have you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that reminds me, we got to talk about this tomorrow. China is attempting to out-Google Google. They are collecting everything on everybody all the time. Now, come on, China! Now, some of it is for specific purposes. Some of it is just a generalized, they want to know everything about everybody. And uh, I saw the figure, they have everything on 80% of Americans and a lot on the other 20%. Everything being? Just all the data on what you do and where you go and what you buy and, and where you bank and, uh, you know, how secret it is. I mean, it's not like they've hacked into everybody's uh, bank account numbers or anything like that. But given the Chinese willingness to uh, associate with some really unsavory characters doing really unsavory things, I could absolutely picture part of some you know conflict over Taiwan, including, hey, we just froze the bank account of 80% of Americans. <laughs> oh, uh, and I know I'd read something, I don't know, the, the, the idea that like if you ever become somebody important, they've got all the information on you now that they could bring forward for blackmail. I don't know if that's how it's going to be used or not. Wow. It is time for us to, if we begin at this time, to offer and with great deliverance, along with ambiguity, to follow this course in our struggle to say it is, again, final thoughts with or without Armstrong, but not limited to Getty. (laughs) Okay, here's your and forever. Yes. Amen. All right. Wow. 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 Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Our technical director, Michael Angelo, will lead us off. Michael, final thought. Well, they're having me uh, plan the holiday party this year for around here, so hope you like Hot Pockets and a bag of pretzels. Mmm. Mm. Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, a final thought? Not too long ago, Jack came out into the newsroom and talked about the nitro cold brew at Starbucks. And for the last 35 minutes, all I have been thinking about is getting a nitro cold brew from Starbucks. Thank you. That's a good coffee drink right there. Have you had the cold brew? I have not. It looks like a Guinness. It's all foamy on top and everything like that. Mm. That's a good drink Mm. right there. Jack, final thought for us? Yes, they polled Americans on the approval rating of King Charles III. The only proper response to that question, if somebody calls you on the phone or stops you on a street corner, why would you ask me that? He's got a 7% very favorable rating in the United States, King Charles. Not that good. I don't know how that's going to affect relations with our closest friend. 7% very favorable. Yeah. Uh, 26% somewhat somewhat favorable, but still that only adds up to 35 yeah, it's pretty low. It's, it's going to be tough for him to get reelected. Uh, did anybody bring up those King Charles Spaniels? Those are an attractive dog. Yeah, I have been following the story of who gets the corgis now that the queen has died. Who? I don't remember. And you don't care. And and I just can't possibly imagine caring less than I do. Armstrong yes. and Getty wrapping up over the grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank, so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Man, do we have some great clicks for you. All the podcasts are available there. Armstrong and Getty On Demand or One More Thing. You can pick up some swag. Get yourself a t-shirt. Hey, you're going to want it for Christmas gifts for uh, your favorite friends of Armstrong and Getty. Order now. Eggs, hot dogs, and coffee up the most with inflation. See you tomorrow. God bless America. 
drunk, stupid, ill-trained. Armstrong and Getty. Uh, it's really astonishing to see the low-quality private. Are you sure of that, dude? Well, yep. Absolutely. Okay. I would spit on you for making that argument. Well, that would be rude. So, let's go out with a bang. John Kerry spent much of 2021 trying to convince leaders in Beijing to reduce emissions. Then he enjoyed a nice bag of oats. Because he's horse-faced? Yes. Yes, precisely. Adios, mofo. Armstrong and Getty. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash Parity Flex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.